trending insurrection. <laughs> hey, this is Lou. I'm here with the great Dave. Hey, Lou, how you doing? This is Dave. Better than I deserve, man. Better than I deserve. You know, I, I, I just, uh, um, I, 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 the word TikTok. It's just, we've been talking about TikTok, <clears throat> and, and and for those who do not, does not do who who do not know what that is, could you explain what TikTok is and how it's used and what sure. it means. Well, TikTok is an app on your phone, and it's something that uh, the kids really enjoy. Uh, basically, it's it's actually very popular among young kids. But there's also, you know, kind of an older community on it. But there's like, basic. I would say like 13 to 50, you know. But really, the popular range is like 13 to 25 in that range. And then there's a couple of adults who are like parents who are on there, just making sure their kids are okay, making sure their kids aren't getting into anything uh, dangerous there on the internet. Any shenanigans? Nazism or something? Whatever. Yeah. Or sexism. Well, yeah, you don't see that. You see one or two of those on TikTok, but mostly TikTok isn't about um, getting too sexy. It's about, although there is some stuff that's like kind of interesting in in almost a sexual way, but not really like showing too much, you know. Understood. Yeah, TikTok's relatively um, uh, tame when it comes to what they're showing okay so what type of what are they showing what are they what are they doing exactly on tiktok so they have these little um these little like video audio clips and then what you do is you take a picture you take your uh, video of yourself uh lip syncing to the same audio and then what you can do also is you can kind of like put yours side by side with someone else's and you can do like a two-part duet type thing right so like you'll especially guys and girls like you'll have a guy's part and a girl's part and then uh you know, it'll be a split screen and then they'll do like the guy will do his part and the girl will do her part and so forth and so on. Why, sir, that sounds like good, clean fun. It it does sound that way, but there is um, da, 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 da. there is a, a dark underbelly. Yes, and welcome to the dark side. A couple of weeks ago, some of the, uh, the main uh, online publications out there started to get the idea that TikTok was the place where the alt-right goes. Go on. Yeah, they they were saying that basically it was a haven for the alt-right, it was a haven for racism, Um, but ultimately, as soon as those reports came out, uh, people started looking for it, and it was gone, like, immediately. So we're not sure really what the basis of that was, but, I mean, the whole idea that there was... Nazis and alt-right members on TikTok is a little uh, suspect in my mind because, I mean, I've been on there the whole time, and... Are you saying that you are not a Nazi or a racist? Uh, yeah, or a member of the alt-right. Or a member of the alt-right. But that's, uh, I guess, it depends on who you ask. But if you ask me, I'm not. Um, <clears throat> so... Wait, were we just talking about something very close to that? <laughs> we'll come back to that. That's awesome. <laughs> that would be a great segue. We're not going to segue to that yet because that's funny. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've been uh, I've been derided on Twitter, so well, you know. You've been derided. Who? Who? Uh, Tell me who they are. Point them out. Various people. So I can discipline them. Point them out. Uh, you know, when you, I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna make them famous. You know what? What's that? You write their name on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write their Twitter, hand, Twitter handle on a piece of paper. That's all we need. At Joe Dumbutt, you know. Like, <laughs> Hashtag dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, that reminds me of the movie Bobby Boucher when his mother. Remember the movie about uh, the water boy? Yeah. Bobby Boucher. And he says, Mom, I got a problem. His mom said, who touched you, baby? <laughs> and she had the look of like she was going to do something in her eyes. Uh, it's kind of like that, except you're not my baby. My mama says that alligators are angry because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> that, was a, uh, that was a good one. <laughs> now, that would be fun. I'd like to see somebody do that, do that on TikTok. That would be actually awesome. Ooh. You know, um, actually... <laughs> You know what they probably they could do is they could take that audio that I just did and turn it into a TikTok. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's 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 the kind of thing um, that, that people will do. So it's like a modern karaoke, it sounds like. It is, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what, what, So they're saying that it's the last place that the alt-right can go, and you were, you were talking about that a little bit, and yeah. I'm going to lead you a little bit, because there's some things you said that were very interesting. Mm-hmm. You said that they'll do things, and they'll say something, they'll, and they'll say, they'll use a conservative trope at the end of their their performance. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Menu, or, or, or the vignette, and then they'll use something. So you believe that they're more conservative then? Right. So the, the and, and this is what we're seeing kind of, um, you know, people on uh, the, the blogosphere and the YouTube sphere and so forth are looking at these, uh, have because of some of these reports that it was, you know, all, all right on the on the TikTok, they started looking and seeing that the younger generation, the 13 to 18 year olds that are on there, um, maybe even a little bit further, like maybe up into the twenties are looking a little bit more conservative. Well, I mean, define, well, I mean, if you, if you, if you consider what's considered left wing right now or what's considered normal, it's multiple, multiple sexual partners because you're either bi or otherwise so you can add, add, add maybe not the same yeah time but let me pick. let me just build this up for you a little bit i mean we're talking like pro-gun rights we're talking uh women who are willing to make sandwiches and and this is what i mean by a conservative trope right in other words they said like um you know like they'll stop the there's one and i can't remember what the song is but the song goes and then like it says something kind of cheeky but instead of that they stop the song and say uh i'll go in the kitchen and make you a sandwich or something like that i mean it was well, it was because they're trying to be legal maybe um <laughs> no no they're they're uh it's it's a joke it's it's like in other words they're playing on the conservative trope um but it's it's actually kind of like coming across as conservative rather than um being uh aggressively against it does that make sense it does so what i was saying was that the standards Mm -hmm. for being non-conservative are somebody who might believe that heterosexual is the only way for them or even the default or is the default way yeah i'll use that is the default way somebody who might not believes in you know property rights and gun somebody rights who and might believe in property rights and may want to go skeet shooting every now and then yeah or or may want to protect their businesses or something like that with a gun or something or i mean it's it's gone really and and anyone who believes that you can say something about someone that you dislike or their lifestyle that you dislike and it should be okay that's the new conservative unfortunately well you you know you're i think you're hitting on something that the basically you know we used to talk about left and right and center and the the line that does find center has moved decidedly leftward oh it's very much so so to extent that if you if you don't believe that a man can kiss another man in public in front of your children that a woman should kiss another woman in public in front of your children things that you wouldn't things that you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't want heterosexual couples to do necessarily Mm -hmm. but if now if you see a gay person doing it and you don't want them to do it to show public displays of affection um, around your children the same way you would want other adults doing it who are married right you know now you're homophobic i mean so so things have things have gotten to the place where the line as you're saying so the standards man have been it's been put into a, a ridiculous quadrant really uh there was a video behind the blaze today where they had a uh, a straight white man going out as um and he had a shirt on that said i identify as a gay black woman <laughs> and he was like well what do you think about this and most of the people were like that's ah, fine you whatever you want to be you want to be <laughs> yeah it's it's you know <laughs> like there's, I mean, here's the thing. There's no wah, wah. There's no law on the land. <laughs> there's no, there's no um, uh, grounding in reality. You see, and this is the thing that, like, um, you know, when I look at the IDW and when I look at a lot of people online, like the, the real question that I have, the whether or not I can talk to somebody and have a conversation with them, 
is do we have in common the use of the constraint of reality in the world as our as our firm standard for what truth is and what truth isn't the problem with the constraint of reality is that reality has a shifting center these days and so reality someone no 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 no, no. i mean i mean like with science right like if you if you were doing an experiment and you do an experiment and i do an experiment on the other side of the world and let's say it's not toilet bowl related then our results should be the same right (laughs) (laughs) so i mean that that kind of um that kind of constraint of reality the the idea that there is truth in the world and that um it's not necessarily dependent upon what someone believes. It's dependent upon what actually occurs. Ah, but then we'd have to agree to a standard of analysis and a standard of metric, or some type of metric that we can all agree with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm, interesting. And, and it's going to be inches and pounds because uh, we're not going with all that, that nonsense you British came up with. God save the queen, <laughs> you rapscallion. <laughs> So um, you guys have abandoned that whole thing, haven't you? I mean, uh, it's we're, we're trying to. Uh, well, well, here's it. it, it we tr- it didn't take. <laughs> perhaps uh, the vote it was voted down. Well, okay. Perhaps with Brexit, you'll go back to the English system. Uh, well, uh, let me share this with you, my friend. The our prime minister, our British prime minister, was cast down. Not really. The vote was for vote for her per plan in particular was cast down by by um, the House and Parliament and, and and the issue was they do not like some of the things that she said and she was trying to say if you don't pick my plan no other plan will do and we're going to we have a chance to exit the EU European Union without a plan in place without for borders without a plan for mm. places like North Northern South Ireland and other places where yeah but you know what I call that go on a clean break well the problem is you have you still have to have trade you still have to have travel between these different areas where under the EU you could travel anywhere in the EU freely there were no borders so to speak right and the EU was its own thing that's what they wanted to get away from they want to get away from that and now and a a specific case was brought to my attention (coughs) just for for some of your analysis Mm -hmm. because you're a pretty smart guy sure so they were taught they had interviewed fishermen and the fishermen were saying that under the EU they're fishing for skag and under the EU their waters were now open British waters were now open to fishermen from all over the EU right, so right. now what was once their territory now they have competitions to the extent that they cannot make a good living because everybody's fishing the same waters now well you know I know I know some guys who go out to the club every weekend fishing for skag and they would be really upset if there was a lot of an influx of competition that's the music in clubs okay I was making a joke I was like skag sounds like skag sounds like skank doesn't it it, it um, sounds sounds um, like a british word for a woman of uh the moral uh less, less questionable morals question moral fiber yes i'm i'm fishing for skag oh wow for skanks skank patrol well the problem is they have not been able to, i don't know how they've been how they have located if they've located any skanks but I can say they're having problems locating skag, and uh, you know. Right. So, so, so they're so overfishing. One, one problem. Right. Meaning, the, uh, you talked about another problem with uh, last show, which was, I believe, or in or in a conversation, we were saying that. The, yeah, it was between shows. Um, a very large percentage of uh, London is now uh, owned by foreigners, by people who don't necessarily believe. In the same God that the Queen believes in. To play, God save the Queen. Anyway, to play, <laughs> to play, play on that. To play devil's advocate. Why, why, David? What's wrong with that? Well, so they've got to actually. They have a Muslim um, mayor at this point, and they also have a problem with uh, religious-based killings. What do you? What do you have? against Muslims, my good friend. Well, I I really have a problem with people who uh, use Islam as a motivation to commit murder. And this is, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, like we've touched on this 
in that, you know, when we're talking about the proposals in Florida to ban guns, um, that after you ban the guns, people will pick up knives and do their murders with knives. And then if you ban the knives, they'll pick up bats and do their murders with bats. So in, in Europe, in the UK, in London specifically, they have a knife problem. Um, they they don't really have a lot of guns, but they have a knife problem. They are now they have made knives illegal, and there are actually signs up saying things like, "There is never a reason to have a knife." And can you believe that? Can you can you even relate to that? Well, uh, because I love to cook and I have lots of chef's knives, mm-hmm. and I can imagine that. Mm-hmm that uh you need to turn those in there will be there will be little like boxes where you like a mailbox where you open the thing and then you put the knife in you close it and it drops down so you can't get to it anymore like they actually have those knife turn-in locations okay so so what you're saying then is that banning guns like for instance giving an example polish mayor four days ago Mm -hmm. polish mayor dies after being stabbed on stage at charity event yeah he was stabbed to death on charity at a charity event by a by an, by an extreme, extremist who blamed him, uh, blamed his party <clears throat> for arresting, having him put in jail and losing. I think it was five years or so of his life, and so he so knives are not put uh, knives are not what's the word the problem because you can ban knives. Guns are not the problem because you can ban guns also, and they'll switch to knives. Now, if you if you change it from knives. Then they'll switch to baseball bats. So, that, so you're not going to ever stop people from being violent. And and the fact is that there are multiple there there's there are many situations, and I cannot quantify this properly. I'm going to try to. There are many situations of multiple stabbing attacks. Right. Well, it is hard to quantify. I mean, obviously, our our uh, media doesn't really cover these, um, and they they don't want to because, quite frankly. If they showed us what was down the road, like people don't seem to have much in the way of foresight, right? But if they went out and actively showed us what was down the path that they want us to walk down, we'd say, oh, that's stupid. I'm not walking down that path and we're not going that direction. You want to ban all knives and guns and everything. And, and you know, that's, that's not going to uh, produce a solution that we are looking for. That's going to put us in more danger and just make our lives ridiculous as far as you know we can't protect ourselves from a person with a knife anymore um right now we don't really seem to have that problem right like we don't have that problem in the united states yes people do get stabbed but they don't get stabbed in a way that is in public and no one can stop it and it's just it's out of control we have you know, stabbings usually are done in private where it's just two people and not in in view of anyone else. And you find those people later. You don't like it's not like there are witnesses. Like these are in public, wide open, witnessed murders. My friend, it is with a sad face and a lowered countenance that I relay these facts to you. Okay. In England endless knife crime in London stabbings in 208 the latest knife crime statistics as of um, we've had uh, at the beginning of January last year we've already had we, we were at a seven year high of stabbings a seven year high of stabbings in my country, in in London, in the capital. And if you, so there were one, last year, there were 1,299 stabbings in London up to the end of April according to official statistics statistics by the Met Police. You know what I said? 1,299 stabbings in London. Now, that might be anecdotal, because I really haven't compared it to how many stabbings we have here, but Ooh. it seems to me, and this was, I think this was in the first quarter, 
Right. So, uh, wow. I mean, so they actually, uh, this is one thing that I kind of know, one fact about this is that London did surpass New York City as the uh, highest crime, um, the large city with the highest crime. I mean, some some crazy thing like that. Like, more people have been killed per capita in London than in New York City. And they're using knives. I can't say they're all using knives, but with 1,200 stabbings <coughs> last year, up to the end of April, according to mm-hmm. the statistics, you know, from April to April. Yeah. You know, so that's a lot of... So what that tells me is that you taking the guns away... Mm-hmm. Has had, made it less safe. Has not made it... I won't say made it less safe, as has not made it, uh, what's the word, has not made it safer for anyone, has not made it more safe. In, in fact, it really hasn't changed. We've just changed our weapon. Because really, when you talk about banning an item, you're not talking about changing the heart of the person. You're talking about simply changing their, making it more difficult for them to act out their their aggression, which for, for as a short-term mm-hmm. su- solution sounds reasonable mm-hmm. but you really haven't cured the problem you still have a killer out there and evil will always make a way right and if you do um, uh, take a look at the statistics I know you're you're looking things up right now but if you do take a look at the statistics what you're gonna find is that uh, especially in the United States the cities with the worst crime problems are the cities with the most draconian gun laws and the cities with the lowest crime are the cities with the most free or liberal uh gun laws in other words uh things like open carry and and that kind of thing so uh, basically the presence of guns is a deterrent if you uh put yourself in a position where only the criminals can have guns then only the criminals have guns and then as it turns out they utilize them they use the advantage. And that's one thing that that that's the misunderstanding. The fact is when you closed the when you when when the Republicans and the Democrats cut the budget for mental health. And I believe both have been guilty of that in some way. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I'll explain. When you cut the budget for mental, cut the funding, the federal funding for mental health. Are we talking about research? Are we talking about? Uh, and that's what happened a couple of couple of years back, and and uh, when I was in California, I saw the, a lot of that, where they basically said, "Listen, Mister Crazy, you you're free to go." <laughs> I mean, that's it. Literally, we can't afford to house you. The go- <clears throat> the funding has been cut. You're free to go. Just run along. And then they end up in the streets, and they end up buying guns, and they end up shooting or committing crimes because they're now homeless or they're in a home, but they're not. They but they should be, they should be, uh, they they should be they should be institutionalized. But there's no institution for them now because we've cut the funding for mental health, and so. So a lot of the problems that we're having, the mass shootings, these a lot of these are being done, perpetuated by people who are, of course, arguably who are not right, who are who have mental, who are mentally handicapped in some way, and they are they're not fit to be in society with regular people, but there's no place to put them because we've cut the funding for our mental health institutions. And so that's one of the challenges we're running into. So we have these crazy people running around. Then we have well, lax gun laws. So not so now. You, and I'm for gun. I, I, and I'm for I'm for having guns. But my point is that it's it's one thing leads to the other thing. You have crazy people. You give them access to ammunition, <laughs> and they're going to use it because they're crazy. And so that's one of the challenges that we have with with how we fund and what we cut away because one thing affects the other thing and so in in uh, you know multiple stabbings that's a crazy person doing that you know i'm sure that those 20 people didn't get on his nerves that week 
you know, or her nerves that week. So that's, see what I'm getting at? I'm trying to say that the idea that, that, that the stabbings are related to, to, the, to the instrument that they used to commit the crime, that the shootings are related to the instrument they used to commit the crime is, 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 is not true. The shootings are related to the state of mind of the person holding what the instrument that they use to commit the crime. Okay. And we need to kind of speak to that. I think we need to speak to that and in, in how we're, when it comes to solving the problem. <clears throat> well, I don't really think that that's a large issue. Um, well, I mean, yeah, because these crimes are going up. We're having more mass shootings, are mass they? stabbings. Well, now, uh, more so, especially in our schools. I mean, not we. We've had we've had a heyday on mass shootings in schools. We've had a more so than normal. Uh, what what was what I'm saying? Okay, so now define when was normal and when was the heyday. Well, based on what's being reported for the past couple of. Let me give you the research on it. Uh-huh. Is it is it 1999? So I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Uh, Columbine happened in 1999, in April 20th. So that really demarks for me the current heyday and the prior uh, normalcy. So I guess I'm kind of curious um, what you think happened between then and now what changed that's you know as a as a guy who does troubleshooting for a living one of our big questions is what changed so what changed between you know the 50s and today it's a it's a wide wide time period but uh you know what's the what's the basic well uh, we've had so far we've had we have 158 mass shootings in which four more people were killed mm-hmm. by and, more than one shooter. And that's the, since 1999 or what? No, the tally starts in 1966. Okay. Um, and that's when a student sniper fired down on passersby. Okay. You know, and but by the time people... The Texas hit, Tower. Yeah. 47 people had. And then we've had... Um, uh, we've had uh, 100 and, uh, 1,135 killed. Remember the number I told you about these stabbings in one year mm-hmm. in London? Right. In one year, that's how people... We've only had, forgive me, all loss, the loss of one life as a tragic event. This is only for the sake of statistics that I'm saying this. Right. For, for we've, we've had more stabbings in London in one year then we've had deaths by mass shootings since 1966. Okay, now I'm going to I'm going to take this and make a really important point. Adjust that for per capita Hold up a and adjust that for the number of years. Hold up a second. And then is a much higher crime rate, much higher uh, rate of attack. Yeah, okay. check check it. I'm going to say the 186 of those of those those persons were children and teenagers. Uh-huh. So, okay, so I just wanted to add that to you, just kind of give you an idea of of how bad it is. <clears throat> so, um, 186 of the roughly 1135 people who've died in the last uh, 62, you said? Yeah. So that's 38 plus 18, that's... Uh, 40, 56 years. 56 years. This is over half a century. And we've only had 11,035 or 1,135 deaths. Now, here's the thing. I think that if you look at the rates, that that has picked up in recent years. And that's part of what's creating the the issue. I mean, in other words... 305 guns. Uh-huh. Shooters were often, often carried more than one weapon. One was found with 24 weapons. At least 175 of mass shooters' weapons were obtained legally. Were they, were they, how many, what percent were obtained legally? 175, out out of 305 guns. And 52 were obtained illegally, and 78 are in dispute. So 305 guns were involved in all the mass shootings that we've had to date. Uh 
Uh, semi-automatic rifles have been used in some of the country's deadliest shootings, uh, such as in Newtown, <coughs> Orlando, San Bernardino, Las Vegas. Uh, and then you have some other statistics here. There have been 162 shooters. Some of these mass shootings were known to have violent tendencies or criminal pasts. Others seemed largely fine until they attacked. All but three were male. So we've had, wow. And by seem largely fine until they attacked, I mean those are the liberals. Wow. <laughs> wow. And the vast majority were between the ages of 20 and 49. More than half, 90 of them, died at or near the scene of the shooting, often killing themselves. Okay, so <laughs> kind of these are the facts here. So I'm so kind of running on some of the statistics so far. Right. Okay, so okay, so what I'm saying is that we, because of the school shootings and things like that, we, mm-hmm. we had one here in Orlando last year, and because the, because of the school, you mean in Miami Parkland? So forgive me, one in Miami Parkland. The uh, the Orlando shooting was in a bar. In the bar, we had one in Orlando uh, that was last year, uh, and uh, and we're talking about uh, you know, yeah, not the school. We're talking about shooting in general, and so what I'm saying is that the type of person who will shoot. 52, 55 people at a time. Try to shoot 46. Try to shoot 25. We're not looking at the same person. Well, uh, let me ask you this, though. So here, here's the thing. right? We're, if we want to analyze this from the standpoint of what do we do to make ourselves safer, um, if we look at the UK's path, and we say, okay, last year they had more stabbings. They've outlawed guns, and they don't really have a, a gun problem anymore. But last year they had more stabbings than we've had gun uh, mass shootings and more mass stabbings than we've had mass shootings in the last thir- 56 years. It's, 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 in a single year, they had more stabbing. mass stabbings than we've had in, a, in 50 Six years. I won't say mass stabbings, but stabbings. So they're not mass stabbings, but stabbings. Okay, so some won't say mass stabbings, just stabbings. They had more stabbings yeah. than we've had mass shootings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And, yeah, so, so you have to put it. it may, that not, way. may not be exact apples to apples, but point is that doesn't seem safe to me. Uh, I, I mean, hear what I'm saying. If you so, if you're telling me, I hear what you're saying. Getting rid of guns is not going to make you safe. Exactly. Our That's my whole point. Our government knows that. Uh huh. Well, so yeah, they know it. Who knows it? They know it. Everybody now, knows it. Uh, Everybody knows it. They're, no, they're, no. I think that there are people who don't know no, it. No, they know it, man. They're I just, think that they. I think that. I think maybe you give people too much credit, and it, here's why, right? I mean, we are reasonably intelligent people, so if we look at the situation, we can right. analyze this. We can analyze statistics, and I we can can't analyze anything. Well, but they're not looking at it from that point. Uh, they're they're not even looking at it from an intelligent point or a rational point. They um, many of these people uh, specifically lost children, so they're not even they're not even thinking in with their mind anymore. They're thinking with their, uh, you know, this is born out of an extreme amount of pain that they are going well, through. I'm talking about our officials. I'm, I'm saying they know. I don't. I don't really I think mean, they, they know. They have to. I, I think they know. I think they understand that. Crime will always find a way, and, and they they have the. I, I'm sure that the, the the Democrats and the Republicans and all of them they have they're briefed, and they have statistics, and they're told mm-hmm. that yes, in England there are a lot of stabbings. So if you get rid of guns, then you'll have stabbings, and then we'll have to deal with that problem. I think they're told that too. But I, I believe that. I, 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 how, what type of briefing would that be if you didn't say what's the alternative? What happens if you take away guns? What are the criminals going to use? Yeah, but I don't think they even have briefings like that. I mean, that that sounds like uh, like a security briefing that the president would have, or you know. But and that's not even really a topic that they would they would have a briefing on. I don't think. I mean, maybe Nancy Pelosi knows better, right? Because she's a pretty savvy person, and she's. I, I mean, you know, she and Hillary strike me as the kind of people who know what's going on, but they use the passions of their constituents. They play on the passions of their constituents anyway. So they have that kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're not saying to me. They're Machiavellian. That you believe that the Democrats are any more or less 
passion players than the Repubs, are you? You're not saying that. Well, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm about to bring up somebody who's definitely more of a passion player than the Repubs. AOC. Alexandria County. Oh, that's, I can't alone. go to the well again? Come leave on. Leave her alone. Get out of the... Yeah, get, get off the cross. Somebody no, I'm needs the wood. I'm just I mean, come on, brother. You're, <laughs> you're killing me. Of course she's doing that. That's all. Forgive me. If I ever meet her, I will shake her hand and congratulate her for her success, Congresswoman. But nonetheless, that's all she has. Okay, so <laughs> that's your whole thing. So, so that's all I'm trying to say. Well, I know, but I mean, I, I think that she doesn't know. Like, she would probably uh, be one of the first people out there saying, let's, you know, let's have gun control. Um, she hasn't really touched that subject as far as I've seen. But my point is um, that I don't I don't necessarily look to her for even even to know what's going on. Like to have the intellectual analysis, she just has the emotion. But I, I think a lot of the people who want to take guns away, at least on that issue, also are the same. They don't have the, the intellectual analysis. They just have the emotion. And they're trying to play on our emotions in order, in you know, dead children, in order to take guns away. Really, I mean, that's they want to accomplish this goal of disarming the electorate and disarming the American citizenry, and they will play on whatever it is that they need to play on uh, in order to achieve that goal. Hmm. It's suspect to me. A few things. You you think people know and they're still. I mean, they know that it would be better and safer if we have guns, and they're still pushing for gun control. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'll tell you why. Because friends, do your own research. I don't know who they are, but I have heard that some. But you know what they believe. uh, Some. (laughs) I have heard this anecdotal that some are predicting food riots in the 20s 2020s well sure they're gonna cause them so of course it's easy to predict a riot you're gonna cause 2030s 2040s you know and you know especially since 218 now Mm -hmm. so and so here's what has here's what's happening if we if if the american dollar gets bad enough and you know we don't have enough food to feed our people we have some type of famine and some type of uh, no rainfall and you know those type of things and food starts becoming short. You won't, you don't want a popul you don't want an armed population. And I believe that there I believe that there is a real there is a real desire to disarm our citizens. And I think these are these are nice excuses to do so. I think that there's there's a real desire to to uh, hobble. Our, our, the our citizenry, mm. and to make them a little, little more malleable, you know. And so I think that, and I think it's done on purpose, by both parties, by the way, by the Republican and the Democrats. I believe that there is a desire. I just don't. I don't. For, I don't see that the moral equivalency. First of all, I don't see Republicans trying to disarm people. No, and I don't. I don't see that. I'm not saying that they are, but I believe that. I said hobble. I used the word hobble, and I didn't mm. say how they're hobbling. I said hobble. Okay, I, so not necessarily disarming. That's interesting. Now, what what would be the kind of the Republican method of hobbling the citizenry? Well, one, there are a few methods that all one keeping information, keeping good information away. Number one. <clears throat> Number two. Now, what what would be what would be an example of keeping the good information away? Well, you tell me. What example <laughs> would be of keeping good information away? Now, I've um, think about it. I mean, think of what 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 aren't they telling us in regards to the tariffs? I'll, give a, I'll, give, I'll just use this one thing about tariffs. When you, uh, no one has ever said that. Oh, by the way, when we give you these tariffs, <clears throat> the companies that buy from these companies will raise their prices and you the American person will have to pay more taxes that's information they never they just casually didn't mention um, 
that that's just one way. <laughs> that's well, I think that lack, um, lack it, of, it has actually full truth. It has been stated, um, and maybe it's not that the Republicans have stated it, but it's been stated that tariffs are actually a tax on the people purchasing the goods because um, you it, it increases the cost of those goods. But the thing is, you actually also by increasing the cost, you reduce the amount of uh, importation, and then you give kind of room to breathe to any goods that are being produced within that nation. So for instance, there are actually, um, he used national security as the reason for steel tariffs. And the reason that steel tariffs are a, a, ma a matter of national security is because if our steel producer, or steel production facilities, smelters went out of business, and then we had to say fight a war, we would be relying upon foreign uh, materials, which is not a good situation for America to be in. We need to have the ability to produce our own steel. And so basically by, by increasing the cost of those goods, it, it artificially inflated the cost of foreign steel. Um, it allows American steel to then compete, not on a level playing field, but, uh, you know, basically we're competing against Chinese steel, which is already not on the level playing field, right? So what you have to really kind of realize is that the foreign nations that we're putting these tariffs on um, weren't playing nice with us to begin with. Okay, well, see, I don't have to realize anything. I'm just simply saying that they never told the American people. And by the way, I agree mm -hmm. with everything you're saying. Right. But that's not the, our discussion is what didn't they say? Well, there's a lot of things they didn't say. I yeah, mean, they didn't they didn't discuss the nuance. But that's, that's uh, me paying more t more tax dollars. I think that's a nuance. That's, that's fundamentally reason. different. Okay, it's fundamentally different from hey, we really believe this is necessary and we're going to do it. To hey, you know what? We really think that this is going to make America less safe, but we're going to do it anyway. Well, I mean, all politicians play that game. They play the game of public opinion. And what's hot now, right now, it's the year of the woman. Mm, I, right right now. I don't think they all do that. I think most of them do that, the ones who are successful. You, you do, and so they play on the emotions of people. Trump won by playing on the emotions of, 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 of the people. If you want to be really successful in politics, you need to lead the people, not, not put up a sail and follow the wind. Okay, well, okay, once again, <laughs> reality, the reality of the situation is that's how Trump won. He played on the emotions, and his rhetoric was rang very true. That's how Obama won. I think he. That's how. I think Trump persuaded people. I think Trump actually moved people. He didn't just play on what they already believed. I didn't believe in a wall until Trump said it, and I didn't even think about it. I didn't. I didn't go. Oh, I want a wall. Trump said we're going to build a wall. I was like, hmm. All right. That sounds like a good idea. The reasons that he gave played on a certain <clears throat> certain hearts of the population. The same way Obama, <clears throat> when Obama won, the same thing. He played on a certain part of the population. And and he, you, in fact, that's how you run a campaign. Every can it's just how you 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 look for a a tipping point in the hearts and the minds of the people that you can use for your, what's the word, use for your benefit. And it worked for Trump, very successful. But my point is that to believe that that Republicans don't do this <clears throat> is, is... Well, I'm not, okay, so like we really need to, I mean, Republicans, and, and see, here's the thing. If you pointed to a Republican who's actually doing this, chances are I'd be like, oh, that's not really a Republican. That's a rhino. You know, Republican in name only. Oh, come on. And the thing is... Come on. Okay, they say that about Trump, by the way, so I'll give you that. Many say that. <clears throat> okay. He's not, well, but, I mean, think about it for a second. He is not really a conservative Republican. He's um, he's kind of a, a socially liberal, maybe even fiscally moderate. You know, I mean, he, there's really not much conservative about Trump. That's the thing, is, like, he's not really... He's not right wing. He's not conservative. Um, he's he's given lip service to religion, um, but I don't know that I necessarily 
believe anything that he's he said. I certainly am not going to him for my uh, my doctrines um, in understanding of God at this point. I mean, yeah, uh, but see, I'm not, I, I love. Look, once again, this is not a, a, say, saying anything against a particular party, so to speak. Sure. As much as I'm saying, these are the techniques that campaigns use. See, here's here's what I'm saying. When you say things like that, what I hear is moral equivalency. It's like, okay, you know, the Democrats are liars, but it's okay because the Republicans are just as bad. No, no, no. I never said that. I said they're all liars. I said that, and it's part of the game. I, so I'm not saying, I don't believe it's moral equivalency when, when to say that all lawyers, most lawyers lie or, 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 mo, or most lawyers might bend the truth or that most doctors write prescriptions. I, I don't believe that's, and some prescriptions that may do more harm than good. I, I don't believe that's necessarily moral equivalency. I believe that that's just what people do. I just, just, so I don't agree that necessarily that it's moral equivalent. It's just what they do. I mean, there's no politicians who's gonna argue that they don't use, they don't use, what's the word? Pressure points or to influence their constituents sometimes, and that's for their campaigns. I don't think any politician would ever argue that that they don't use that. It's just what everybody does. You have to find something that you can you can unify the people on. You need a you need some standard for us to get behind. For Trump, it was build a wall, and Mexico's going to pay for it. It was a very good. It was a very good trope. For Obama, it was something else. And for the and for the next politician, for Cortez, it's the Green Party. We're going to make everything green. The, the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal. Everyone needs a slogan. It's how you run. So that's not moral equivalent to say everybody's... It's just saying that that's what they do. Well, um, no, but I, I think that specifically we were saying that they and this is this is the the proposition on the table is that they know gun control will make America less safe and they're pushing it anyway and here's the thing I don't even think that necessarily of the Democrats I don't think the Democrats believe in the Second Amendment or in personal safety um, based on a strong defense I don't think that they believe in your ability to defend yourself is going to make you safer. They just think that it's going to make everyone else less safe, right? I don't know. I don't think anybody has given it thought. I well, think, that I can agree with you. Well, here's what I mean. When I say <laughs> that, I don't think anybody has given their personal belief thought because politicians do not necessarily use that. What they use is they use what is the what's the hot button or the hot topic and they jump on top of it if it's something that won't hurt them well and that's um and the hot topic right that's a solinsky tactic um but i don't think in other words when you when you talk about that i think you're talking you're talking more the left now don't get me wrong no we're not we, no i can't say that i say everyone does it but uh, the, the the brilliance is when you create your own hot topic which is what trump did when he ran he created something, gave us reasons. They're criminals, and to keep it, save our borders, save our women and children. Um, and you imagine a bunch of people in a pickup truck shooting guns and grabbing women, you know, and shooting in the streets. And you you, you kind of picture that, and he used that as a, talked about terrorism. Not that these things might, are, are not true. There's there there's there's some truth to it. But my point is that he used these buttons to get people to react because that's what you need to get people to do something to unify the people and so that's what he did and so truth is are there uh, um, are there there's their crime yes but not to the extent that he made it so and one of the border towns is one of the seven safest towns in the country so and, and I and I, and I, I listened to an I listened to a uh, broadcast with their mayor he was like well wait a second we're we don't have a bunch of, in fact, we have a bunch of immigrants coming here. Um, some people are legal and, and we send them back, but there's never, we don't have crime and so on and so on. We're a border town. And so my point is that, but he, he never described that. He would describe that, oh, this, the, it's rampant with this and it's rampant with that because you need to do that to get the American people to react. We react to extremes. Sure. So you give us an extreme. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's a, it's a how long is the border? 3,000 miles or 2,000 miles? 
you're gonna you're gonna have little little spots of 100 miles or so that aren't that bad um <laughs> but, but my point is i mean it's you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> right come on i mean you gotta give that oh, to me oh yeah uh the other not too long ago um did you see that acosta came out with a video go on and he was um he was at a fence and he was like it was one of the steel slatted areas and he's like well there are no uh, illegals coming across the border here i guess that's whole thing's a lie and we'll see now that's tongue in cheek <laughs> that's not right I no not... no he was serious about it and he started getting really ridiculous he got ripped apart on twitter as a matter of fact a little girl um you know basically like a young lady um who actually is a has a rather popular twitter because of her stance on some uh second amendment issues uh went and did a video where she was standing under gazebo in a snowstorm and said i'm looking here i'm under the gazebo there's no snow on the ground i guess this whole thing this whole blizzard thing is a lie but you could see in the background like all the snow and everything on the ground like just where she was there was no snow because she's under a gazebo and it was a perfect analogy for the fact that where acosta was there was no one crossing the border because there was a fence right there in this case they do have people crossing and we're just talking about so it's not necessarily that but well, these are people crossing there are a town and they even have a center to welcome so my point is only oh, so that, what welcome to america illegal uh, immigrants yeah, well, no, the, <laughs> they have a they, welcome center for illegal immigrants not for illegal immigrants but they have a welcome center uh, for but for, they don't and there's no crime and there, I mean, my point is there's wait, wait, crime. Wait, wait, did wait. Did they say that no one was coming across the border illegally? No, they didn't say that. Okay, no, so... No. Um, so they're saying that we have some illegals coming in here. But there's no but, crime. But we... That there's not... To, it's not what's described. So, so they have people breaking the law, but no crime. That's an interesting... Hey, let me... <laughs> I, need to, I, need to, I need to share I this. I understand it. I need to share this. I'm just using what the word is definition semantic come, argument. Who I get it, and I agree with you. People who come across, we need to stop the criminals from coming across. Mm -hmm. This is a town where the so-called criminals have come across, and there's it's a safe town. And so that's my whole point. In other words, their criminal their criminal activity is wanting a better life and coming here illegally that's the criminal activity but when they get here they're not attacking and stealing and killing and mugging which is what was reported that is what it that is the rhetoric well then no one uh you know i mean the rhetoric is and on, on my point is that there's rhetoric on both sides. You can't well, let's deny go, that let's there's go rhetoric back. on both sides. But let's go back to the rhetoric. Because, I mean, we're really talking about Trump. And there was a certain speech that he gave and said, the, they're coming across the border, and they're murderers and rapists, and I'm sure some of them are nice people. But, like, that's... Trump is terrible at... Um, how's the word? What would I say? It's uh, properly... Elocuting, Fr framing, and <laughs> framing facts and statistics. Okay, but hear me. He's terrible at that. But once again, when that, okay. And I mean, I, I don't dislike I, it. But I agree with you. Uh huh. Everyone agrees with you. <laughs> no, no one, no one disagrees. No one Trump is not good at framing statistics. Okay, okay, okay but nobody, but zero percent of the population is gonna, except for Trump. <laughs> okay, but zero okay, percent so of the non-Trump people are gonna disagree with that. So we got that. Okay. I agree with you one hundred percent. Sure. Here's the issue: uh -huh. we're only talking about how the hyperbole is used consistently by both parties to get people to react and to do and, and as a tool to manipulate people who don't take the time to do their own research. Yeah, but listen, listen. Here's the thing. Trump might get a couple of facts wrong, but his heart's in the right place. He's morally right. You can't Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. You even make excuses. No, 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 no. You, you, and you make excuses for the Cortez woman too. You think she's she just doesn't know any better. <laughs> and Trump, oh, he's just he's just passionate. He doesn't have it together. No, I don't think I, I think you missed I think you missed the meta joke on that one there. I saw it actually. It's funny. Okay. It's funny. Okay. Look, they're both. I mean, I mean, they should date. I mean, to tell you the truth, that she should go out with Trump and they should just talk. I like. I would like to see a dinner date with be, Cortez and Trump. She could be his fifth wife. Uh, wow, no, just no, because he's married. But just, just, I'd like to see them on a date, just talking about an issue. In fact, I'm pushing for a debate 
<laughs> that might be the one debate she'd take. Uh, with Trump and Court. Because of that would be a train wreck. So awesome. I mean, they're both a train wreck individually without another train involved, right? It would be an actual train wreck <laughs> to get them on the same track. So I'm not each disagreeing other. with you. I'm just saying. Uh, well, actually, uh, my disagreement is that you believe that there is nothing nefarious going on. No, I believe that that everybody has a party line. That mm -hmm. the media has a party line that they that the, and they bury it within how they report the news on both sides. Both CNN and Fox are guilty. There's no and they're both guilty of. Of, of framing the issue based on based on their belief system I, I think in fact um, I, I think there's a lot of nefarious things going on but I believe that there are people who are um, truly pushing for what they believe in even if that thing is nefarious that they're pushing for like for instance I'm not giving AOC a pass because she's not smart enough to realize that socialism is bad See, that sounds bad. See, the way you said it, she's not smart to realize. <laughs> she... <laughs> I believe she is smart enough to realize. She... Uh, it's just an act. Maybe. No, well, she hasn't put the time. She hasn't studied it. She hasn't... I mean, she's not a thinker or an intellectual. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with me on that either. Wow. But she's... No, she's not put you the time in. her a dummy. Uh, uh, you said she's not a thinker. She's a <laughs> congresswoman. Yeah, she's and, making. And the other day, she made a video about how she was running around all of the Capitol building looking for the Senate Majority Leader, and he was in the Senate Majority Leader's office. Yeah, I mean, how how are you gonna look for the Senate Majority Leader all over the Capitol Hill and not look in the Senate Majority Leader's office? I mean, that was, that's, um, you know, she she definitely didn't think that one through. And then she got upset at the uh, news agency that reported that that was the case. And they had video demonstrating that he was, in fact, there. So, you know, it's like, uh, you're going to be you're gonna be really... And then she, she went after him and said, oh, they're lying. Here's a video of Mitch McConnell in the majority leader's office. <sighs> yeah. Bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> hey, at least Trump admits. At least Trump has the common sense to just ignore it. When you talk about Trump, he says he never says he's wrong. He just says, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, he on. he um he calls it fake news. Fake I mean, he news. calls CNN fake news. fake news. Now, here's the thing. Like, I I've actually been on the other side, so I'm I'm gonna pull back my comment a little bit and just say I'll give. AOC a bit of the benefit of the doubt. Um, it did look silly and showy. Like it looked like she was putting on a show by going around all these places uh, with cameras following her. I mean that that looked like she was putting on a show well, to of me. Of course she was putting on a show. She's trying to make a point that they're not around. Right. Well, they they were there somewhere. In this case, they were. Around. <laughs> so, um, but I've been on the other side where I've actually seen. How reporting like I was I was um, involved with the Terry Schiavo incident, right? I mean, um, and I saw how like it was reported that she was on heart machine and lung machine, and actually um, that was even on a, a South Park episode, I think, at one point where they had this whole thing about you know going down to South Park, going to have myself a time. Yeah, that, that's the one. Um, and anyway, they had her. They had this whole thing where she was on a heart machine or lung machine. She wasn't on any of that. She wasn't on kidney dialysis or any of that. The only quote-unquote life support that she had in the state of Florida uh, was a feeding tube. And in the state of Florida, a feeding tube is considered to be life support because it's an artificial uh, mechanism that replaces a biological function, right? So, Go on. She had the ability to eat and drink on her own, and it seemed that the uh, feeding tube was actually added for the convenience of the nursing staff. And then when uh, her husband wanted her out of the picture so that he could get married again, which is what he was really doing, um, he went to the court and tried to get them to take her off life support, which was disingenuous. And then, of course, they said, now she's off life support, but you cannot feed her by hand cannot give her food and water manually which 
is actually a, a step too far. That's illegal in the state of Florida. If someone's in your charge, you have to attempt to feed them. So basically, but the, and she would have stayed alive mm-hmm. for another year or two or, or however long like that. Um, but the court ordered to ensure that she would die as opposed to giving her a chance to live. And that was what we had, you know, people in Florida had a, a problem with the ruling. And that's why, like, way back when, if you remember this, you saw people breaking the police lines with, like, a glass of water. And the threat was that they would try to give her water, even though the court had literally ordered that she starve to death and dehydrate to death. <clears throat> yes. So, anyway... um, but my point is I've you, seen how bad reporting can you be. You brought me all the way down on that one, man. <laughs> you brought me way down. <laughs> you got to bring me up, man. Lift all me right. up, man. Lift me back up. So my, I was I was saying I see how, I've seen how bad reporting can be, right? Reporters don't necessarily uh, get the facts. They don't necessarily um, – uh, they're not careful with the facts. They're not careful with the truth. They don't do much investigation. I mean, people are generally lazy, right? So reporters – are then generally lazy um but anyway that's uh it, it's it all comes back to what are you gonna believe and who are you gonna believe and uh even even if you believe aoc she's still doing a lot of silly stuff you know i mean it's just but um and, and even trump like even if you believe trump um like i definitely believe that cnn is getting some of these stories wrong Right, because I'm I'm I have an anti-media bias. I'm I'm biased against the media bias. Um, I know that they're getting some of these stories wrong, but I don't necessarily know how they're getting wrong or all that. And I don't necessarily trust Trump's fact-checking of stories that are about him. So I kind of I'm kind of at the point where I'm just gonna throw my hands up in the air and go, "All right, I'm not paying attention to any of you guys." You know what? As a matter of fact. Here's here's the thing. I heard this on TikTok the other day, and, and I think you'll like this. Somebody on TikTok said, uh, am I the only one here that thinks we ought to take the warning labels off of everything and let this whole idiot problem sort itself out? And here's the thing. I think that's that could be a popular political position at this point. Because if a politician said that, all people would do is look left, look right, and nod in agreement. Because nobody thinks they're the idiot. Everybody it, thinks somebody else is the idiot. There's one in any fam, every family. And oh. If you, and if you can't think of one, then you're the one. Oh, no, 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 no. See, some families are smarter than other families. Like, my whole family is all, you know, our IQs are all over 130. Except maybe maybe one person. I won't, I won't call her out. Um, you could have, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She married in, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Anyway, um, but every, she's still above average. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, she's still above average. She's You're just not. She's in trouble. <laughs> I hope she not, doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't listen to the I show. To it, she I hope she doesn't now. But she, no, this is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not, I'm not just, um, realistically, I don't think she's two standard deviations above the mean. She's above average, but she's not, um, you know, she wouldn't test in the same category as the rest of the family. Now, um, she's got other things that she's good at. Obviously, you know, she's more artistic. But anyway, point is, um, I don't want to get in that too deep. But uh, the point is that my family, I don't think, has, you know, a dumb one. Okay, we'll see. Now, very well. And so, you're just like you. You've got a choice here. You can either call me the dumb one, <laughs> or you can back off of that statement. <laughs> I am going to back off that statement because that statement was not meant to be a factual <laughs> statement. It was simple <laughs> comedy uh, based on hyperbole. Okay, but I want to share something with you. Give you sure. give, give you a prime example of what I'm talking, what we were talking about, what, at least what's on my mind. I don't know if I said it. Facts. Remember when we needed welfare reform? Um, Remember that? Well, years. I ago? mean, you've 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 told me you've put me through this story a couple times. Well, I, and I, I know that. Well, I say. was a kid when welfare reform was going on. Okay, well, let's check this out. Okay, 
And I will tell you this, I know for a fact that the amount of money we spend on anything resembling welfare at this point is a drop in the bucket compared to what we're spending on Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and now the Affordable Health Care Act. Well, let me give you more. I'm just, I need to share yeah. with you. Okay. I need to hit you with this. Okay. Because many years, my fellow Americans, well, you fellow Americans, because I'm not American. I'm a foreign subject living here, hiding out. Um, but legally. <laughs> but legally, hiding out in the studio, hiding from my adoring fans. They, 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 oh, welfare needs to be fixed. Welfare is being abused. <coughs> Where they showed a bunch of, they showed Shaquita and Shanene. And so twenty five years ago. I know, so twenty five years ago. My, my point is that it's a technique that they used. Mm-hmm. They showed Shaquita and Shanene cheating on welfare and taking advantage of welfare. Right. We need to fix the system. It's broken, you know. Well, I mean, there were problems with it. Well, well, I don't wait, know that wait, that's. Wait, wait, let me tell they you. They were huge or systemic. It was a huge thing, man. I'm telling you. I know they shut down the government over it. I know that. Okay, well, they, it was a huge thing. Let me give you the two statistics according to the Department of Social Services. Mm. How much. Oh, if you trust the. How much. How rampant is welfare fraud? Gouging the scope of welfare fraud, the what problem is difficult though. One federal agency estimates that on an average, eight percent of welfare payments are issued improperly. When I was in when I was in college, and I was taking a sociology sociology class, my my professor gave it gave it a little higher than eight percent. He said about maybe. 10% or so and so. He said that most Americans would, who were on welfare got on welfare because the country, the companies had begun sending their jobs over to China and, in, uh-huh. and outsourcing to Taiwan and other things. And because, and then and they would get off welfare rather in two years choosing to be the working poor rather than staying on welfare because their pride would not allow them to. And that was over a whopping 80% of those got on. So basically we we, have, we we changed a whole welfare system. And I'll share this with you. We changed a whole welfare, welfare system because they showed us Sinead and Shaquika stealing our money. And the issue was what they didn't tell you was that welfare <coughs> had to do with financial aid. And that whole budget they were cutting had to do with financial aid for education, had to do with school lunches, it had to do with a lot of other things that were under that same, in the same family. They cut all of those things, thus affecting education. But they showed you Shaquita <coughs> stealing our money, which was only 8% of the pro, 8% of the system. It was then well, it might have been 10% a little higher, but nothing over 25%, nothing nearly the quarter. In other words, you, you change the system that was basically working to get rid of financial aid and some other things to lessen that uh, impact on our budget. What I'm saying is that, and that was used, that was a technique that was used to get people to, that's why I'm taking through this argument. It's something that, that politicians have always done. Trending Insurrection.